This is the Ardello Training Podcast, episode number 55. Welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, the podcast dedicated to forging athletic bodies around the world. ArdellaTraining.com is the no BS authority in kettlebell and barbell training for today's athlete, coach, and fitness enthusiast. Get strong, build muscle, and forge an athletic body with your host, the scientist of strength, Scott Ardella. Hey guys, what's up? It's Scott, and thanks for joining me for this episode of the Ardella Training Podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And if you're coming back, I also appreciate you listening again. So injury prevention is a really, really important topic. It's very important. And in this session, I'm going to share some specific tips on minimizing the risk for injury with training, whether you're using kettlebells, barbells, body weight, or any training method. My personal philosophy is that injury prevention needs to be the first training goal because if we get hurt, there is no training. This is something I've spoke about and written about before pretty extensively in the past. And definitely listen through to this show as I'll summarize everything for you at the end and pull this all together. Now, before we get started, please take a minute, and I literally mean a minute, and drop a quick review in iTunes or Stitcher for the show. The show reviews make a big difference to grow the show, and it's super easy for you to do. So I really, really appreciate it if you would do that. All right, let's get started. And I have seven tips for you about how to minimize the risk for injury. Keeping in mind that we can never 100% guarantee that an injury won't occur, but we can certainly be very smart and strategic in our training to reduce the chance for injury occurring. So the first tip I have for you is to get a FMS or functional movement screen or other baseline movement assessment. This should be pretty much mandatory before you uh, start training, and then also even as you're continuing to train. So if, you've, if you're already well-established in your training, like I'm sure you are as a listener to the show, then it's always a good idea to go back and get a FMS screen or continue to assess your baseline movement patterns. Now, the FMS is really good because it's a quick 10-minute screen and it looks at stability and mobility and asymmetries. The FMS does not guarantee that uh, you're not going to have any injury. It's basically a red flag indicator on some potential uh, problems or limitations. And if there are problems there, then you can certainly build in corrective exercises to the exercise program. But be, but really getting a baseline of where you are is really key to reducing the chance for injury. And this has been proven in studies, in clinical studies looking at the FMS, where lower scores correlated with a uh, risk for injury. So again, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it certainly is a contributor uh, to minimizing the chance for risk of injury. Think of the FMS like this, or any other baseline movement assessment. You want to have a solid foundation or quality of movement and mobility and stability before attempting higher levels of strength and performance. All right, the next thing is technique. Tip number two is technique. Always work on improving and refining your technique. This is something I always do myself personally in my own training. I don't care how good we we are, we think we are, we can always get better and we can always refine and improve our technique. 
Better technique equals safer performance and better results. So always, always work on that, especially with the kettlebells and barbells. When, for example, when I'm doing a kettlebell swing, I'm always kind of self-assessing. Am I hip hinging properly? Am I keeping a, a neutral spine? Am I using the explosive hip drive? Am I breathing properly? Now, you don't want to be overly analytical and always thinking about these things. But, you know, as you're doing things, always pick one or two things maybe that you want to self-assess and, and analyze while you're doing an exercise. And uh, just make sure that you're doing things uh, properly and always work to strive and improve with your technique. Again, this is something I always do with my own kettlebell training and certainly with uh, barbell training as the load, as the lift becomes heavier and heavier. So technique is really, really important. Obviously, the better technique you have, the less chance for risk for injury. The third tip I have for you is to manage fatigue. Fatigue management is, is a pretty big deal. And, you know, we don't want to attempt the lifts or high skill exercises where when we're in a fatigued state. I'll give you a specific example recently when I attended a Olympic weightlifting workshop. Now, this was a full day workshop for me, and we did a lot of drills, skills and progressions with the Olympic lifts. Now, these type of seminars, there is some encouragement to shoot for a new PR or personal record. And certainly there are people that are up for that challenge, depending on where they are with their skill level with the Olympic lifts. Now, I can tell you that I, I was in a fatigued state when we got to the opportunity toward the end of the workshop to attempt a, a PR. You know, with all the reps I had done in the workshop that day and still working on really refining my own technique and improving my movement patterns with the Olympic lifts... I pushed the weight, but I certainly knew when to say, you know, hold it right there and not go for a PR. I did use heavier weight, but I wasn't comfortable that day because of my fatigue and also, again, you know, working on my skills. I didn't feel comfortable in going for a PR that day. So we need to check our ego and uh, remember the, again, the first rule is to not get injured in the first place. So when we're under a fatigued state, we definitely want to think about, you know, whether this is the time to really push the weight or not. So, you know, managing fatigue is one way to uh, minimize the risk for injury. The fourth tip I have for you is around recovery. We need to make sure that we're recovered properly between training sessions. So what I mean by this is if we hit it hard one day, if we're training really hard and heavy, and we come in back for the, the second day, which is a day later, then that's probably not the best time to try and lift really heavy again. You want to make sure that you rest and recover properly between training sessions. So if we go heavy one day, then the next day we might want to take it easy and go light and then go uh, heavier later in the week. Again, we, can, we cannot train hard and heavy all the time. So we need to manage... Um, recovery and make sure that we are not pushing it every single training session. If we're pushing it hard every single training session, this is a surefire way to uh, increase that chance for getting hurt. So rest and recover properly between training sessions and between uh, max lift attempts. 
The fifth tip I have for you is, uh, this is kind of an obvious one, but should be said, avoid doing dumb stuff. (laughs) There's really no other way to put it. We need to avoid doing dumb things. We need to, again, check our ego, as I mentioned, and don't do things that we shouldn't do. So going back to that previous example at the Olympic weightlifting workshop, while I was tempted to try for a PR that day, I knew that I shouldn't do it because of the fatigued state. We need to analyze where we are and know when we shouldn't do stupid things. This applies to unsafe training programs, unsafe training sessions, and it also applies to recreational sports and doing kind of macho activities. You know, when we try to maybe show off in a uh, recreational event or activity, you know, kind of doing the weekend warrior type thing. We need to, um, you know, be humble and think about what it is we're doing and whether we're up for specific tasks. And again, it goes back to that ego thing. So knowing when to say no and hold a certain activity or event so that we don't get hurt. Because if we get hurt, then we're in big trouble and there is no more training. So we need to avoid doing dumb stuff. The next thing, the next tip, tip number six is to listen to our body. This is a big one. If we have pain and injury, we need to pay attention to this and not do lifts or exercises that significantly aggravate the symptoms. What I mean is, if we're doing an exercise, let's say an overhead press, and we have a shoulder pain, a sharp pain, for example, and we do the press, and it gets worse as we're doing the press, and that exercise is not a good exercise for us. We need to have common sense here and we need to avoid this kind of warrior mentality where we push through pain and get ourselves into trouble. Now, there is a big difference between pain and muscular soreness. These are very different things. For example, when you're when a new client is starting to exercise or if they're starting to learn kettlebells or barbell training, they're going to be sore. They're going to have generalized soreness from this but they shouldn't have specific localized joint pain or muscle pain. I can give you a specific example of this. When I was younger, I injured my low back and I had a specific event where I injured my low back. Uh, But what did I do? I kept training through it. As a matter of fact, I was in the gym the next day and the next uh, week or so until I couldn't train anymore. And this most definitely made things 10 times worse. So I ignored that advice that I just mentioned here. I ignored this tip. I did not listen to my body and I didn't differentiate between muscle soreness and pain. I didn't really know the the difference at that time, although clearly it was pain and I just decided that I was going to push through it being a a young kid and really being kind of young and dumb to tell you the truth. I just uh, ignored the pain and pushed through it and and as a result made it 10 times worse. So if something, if an exercise or lift is making things worse, then there is something wrong there. And we need to uh, get to the root cause of that problem with a healthcare provider or professional, get an assessment and uh, look into finding out what is going on. And certainly we need to avoid the exercise or lift that is making things worse. Again, it should be common sense, but this is uh, really important that we need to listen to our body. And then the final tip around reducing or minimizing the risk for injury is to spend time on movement and mobility. 
Now, while the FMS, the functional movement screen that I mentioned earlier, may reveal some asymmetries or mobility stability issues, it's always important to spend time on movement and mobility, even if there aren't any issues. For example, some fundamental high-value movement mobility skills and drills that I do are the prying goblet squat, the halo exercise with a kettlebell, arm bars, rolling, crawling, and rocking, some of those original strength exercises that are really good. Again, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I mean, you can do a a quick movement mobility uh, program in 10 minutes or less. But uh, no matter where we are with our movement and mobility, we should always spend time on that. And that is because as we get older, we do tend to lose our movement and mobility skills. So we should always spend time on it to maintain and improve our movement and mobility. So again, nothing extensive, just keep it uh, very fundamental. And then certainly if you do have limitations or restriction, you would spend extra time on the mobility, flexibility, and movement within those areas of limitation. So we need to just remember to keep mobile and move well, and this will help to reduce the chance for injury. So there you have it. Let's pull this all together. These are seven tips to minimize or reduce the chance for injury. And this is really the key to long-term training success. So let me summarize these points for you again. The first uh, tip is to get screened, get an FMS or a baseline movement assessment on movement skills. And it's always a good idea to continue to get screened and constantly assess your movement skills so that things don't deteriorate. Uh, As a matter of fact, if you want to hear more on that, go back to a previous episode I had where I interviewed Brett Jones and we spoke about this very point. Uh, The second tip is to always, always improve technique. Technique, obviously, is a a no-brainer way to keep ourselves from getting hurt. When we use a proper technique, then we're going to have an increased chance for uh, risk for injury. So always strive to excel at improving your technique. Number three is to manage fatigue. Remember, training is in a fatigued state can be potentially dangerous and will increase the chance for injury. So manage fatigue and don't do things you shouldn't do when you are when you are fatigued. Number four is to recover and rest properly. Make sure that we're properly uh, rested and in a recovered state when we're doing our next training session. And if we're pushing things hard and we shouldn't be, this can be uh, dangerous and devastating when we're not recovered. Number five is to avoid dumb stuff. Again, check your ego and don't do things that we shouldn't do. And, and we know what these, those things are. Again, we need to be honest with ourselves when we're training, when we're in group sessions and not do dumb stuff. And again, this also applies to recreational activity as well. Can't tell you how many times I've heard about uh, people, well-trained athletes that uh, were doing um, recreational sports outside of their area and they've gotten hurt doing simple things that they probably shouldn't have been doing. So keep that in mind. Number six is to listen to your body. This is really important. If you have pain, and I'm talking about actual pain, we need to listen to that signal and not push ourselves through pain. We need to get checked out by a uh, medical professional and uh, get to the root cause of what's going on 
and, um, and not push into pain and doing things that are clearly making things worse. So this is a really big one. And I can tell you from personal experience, as I mentioned, I learned this the hard way. And then number seven is to always work on movement and mobility skills. This is really important as well. Again, this doesn't have to be anything extensive. And there are several uh, great, simple movement and mobility programs out there. I mentioned one of them, which is Original Strength. Uh, That's a great book. Um, If you don't have that, I, I highly recommend it. And uh, if you want more information on that, go back and listen to the interview I did with Tim Anderson on the original strength book. So again, injury prevention is, uh, is our top goal, or at least it should be. And uh, this is really, really important. And the last thing that any of us wants is to get hurt in our training. So we need to train smart and train strategic. So I hope this information helps. I hope this will help to keep us all out of the uh, doctor's office and uh, keep us progressing and keep our bodies uh, bulletproof in a sense by doing some of these things that I mentioned here in this show. So again, um, thank you for listening. Next week, I have a great session for you, by the way. Um, I have a great guest coming up. I haven't done it yet, so I don't want to announce who yet, but uh, looks like we're going we're gonna to get that done, and I think it'll be a really, really great session for you. And I'll have some announcements about some new things on the way from, our, from ArdellaTraining.com. been working on a lot of great things on the back end. It always takes a lot more time than I ever, ever expect, but I will have some exciting new announcements coming soon. So again, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ardella Training Podcast. Go to ArdellaTraining.com right now to join Scott's tribe of passionate fitness enthusiasts. Get valuable updates and resources that will help you take it to the next level. Train strong. We'll catch you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast.